Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning with St. Matthew Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Eric Trazo. It is a pleasure to be with you. Today is the third Sunday in Lent, and this year for Lent, we are going with the theme of God acts. And this week is the week that we focus on the ways that God gathers us as God's action. So God gathers us is indeed our theme for today. During this season of Lent, we are using burlap to symbolize sackcloth in our time of repentance, and so I invite you to wear that during our confession. Let us now prepare our hearts for that confession so that we may begin our worship. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. God, who is rich in mercy, loved us even when we were dead in sin, and made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. In the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. Almighty God, strengthen you with power through the Holy Spirit, that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
Let us pray. Holy God, through your Son, you have called us to live faithfully and act courageously. Keep us steadfast in your covenant of grace and teach us the wisdom that comes only through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And now it is time for the children. Good morning. Peace be with you. So a few weeks ago, we had our first communion classes. Some of you were part of that class. You might remember, I asked everyone in the class, what is your favorite food? And we had three people who said their favorite food was tacos, and three that said pizza. Now we had some other votes, but most of the class liked either tacos or pizza. So I've been thinking about tacos and pizza for the past couple of weeks. And the cool thing about those two things is the ways that you can put all sorts of different ingredients together in both of them. And it makes for one great meal. So like with tacos, you take the shell and maybe you add some meat, maybe you add some beans, maybe some onions or lettuce, salsa, cheese, sour cream. You put all those different things together, but they taste so much better with them all together. And the same thing with pizza. It's a food where a pizza crust isn't that exciting. Pizza sauce isn't very exciting. Even the cheese is nice, but it's not the same as a pizza. You have to put all of them together, and then you can put all sorts of toppings. And so they're both foods where you can put lots of different things together, but it tastes so much better when it's together than the different ingredients in it. And I was thinking how much those foods are like being in church, where we have so many different types of people that can come, and all different, but we're all together, and somehow we're better when we're together. And so today we're talking about how God gathers us as the church, that the Holy Spirit makes us as a church where we're more than just a bunch of individual people. You are important, but we are even better together because God is with us. And so that's a pretty cool idea that just like those foods, we're all better when God pulls us together. Thank you so much. Peace be with you. first reading is from the book of Exodus, the 20th chapter. God spoke all these words. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol, whether in the form of anything that is in heaven above or that is on the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing children of the, for the iniquity of parents to the third and fourth generation of those who reject me, but showing steadfast love to the thousandth generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. 
You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not acquit anyone who misuses his name. Remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath to the Lord your God. You shall not do any work. You, your son or your daughter, your male or female slave, your livestock or the alien resident in your towns. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, but rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the seventh day and consecrated it. Honor your father and your mother so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Shall not murder, shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house, shall not covet your neighbor's wife or male or female slave or ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, to, be God. to God. declare the glory of God, and the sky proclaims its maker's handiwork. One day tells its tale to another, and one night imparts knowledge to another. like a bridegroom out of his chamber. It rejoices like a champion to run its course. It goes forth from the uttermost edge of the heavens and runs about to the end of it again. Nothing is hidden from its burning heat. The commandment of the Lord is light to the eyes. The teaching of the Lord is perfect and revives the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure and gives wisdom to the simple. The statutes of the Lord are just and rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is clear and gives light to the the fear of the Lord is clean and endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, 
more than much fine gold, sweeter far than honey, than honey in the comb. The commandment of the Lord gives light to the eyes. By them also is your servant enlightened, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can detect one's own offenses? Cleanse me from my secret faults. Above all, keep your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not get dominion over me. Then shall I be whole and sound and innocent of a great offense. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. The commandment of the Lord gives light to the eyes. The second reading is from 1 Corinthians, the first chapter. The message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom, God decided through the foolishness of our proclamation to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks desire wisdom. But we, we proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. For God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom, and God's weakness is stronger than human strength. The word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. To God. your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised. We will trust in your word. We proclaim Christ crucified, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Let your steadfast love come to us, O Lord. Save us as you promised. We will trust in your word. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 2. 
the Passover of the Jews was near, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. In the temple, he found people selling cattle, sheep, and doves, and the money changers seated at their tables. Making a whip of cords, he drove all of them out of the temple, both the sheep and the cattle. He also poured out the coins of the money changers and overturned their tables. He told those who were selling the doves, Take these things out of here. Stop making my father's house a marketplace. His disciples remembered that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. Then the Jewish leaders said to him, What sign can you show us for doing this? Jesus answered them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. And then they said, This temple has been under construction for 46 years, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. After he was raised from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this, and they believed the scripture and the word that Jesus had spoken. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. See if you remember this one. Here's the church, and here's the steeple. Look inside and see the people. Well, there aren't too many people here around me right now. It's mostly empty pews. In fact, it's now been a year of mostly empty pews. Of course, we proclaim that the church is not the building. It's the people. It's a gathering of people. But we've not been able to do much gathering, have we? This past week, I, had, I met with some of the owls over Zoom, and it was wonderful to have this time for seeing people. But it was also a reminder of how little of St. Matthew I have seen, experienced, met. Even still. God gathers together a people. This is a core scriptural theme and is particularly our theme this week. That is, in our Lent season this year, we are guided by the idea that God acts in our lives. And this week, the focus is on how God gathers us. And yet, we are not feeling particularly gathered as I look around me at the moment. What does it mean to be gathered, to be a community? How do we determine who is in, who is out? Now, this could be a social question, but I mean particularly for this congregation. How do we define our community? Certainly, we have a constitution that has legal requirements of what it means to be a voting member and a member. But what about more theologically? What does it actually mean to be gathered as a member of this community? What does that mean for you? There's a tension in this idea of being a community, a called and gathered people, between being welcoming and truly inviting for all people to come in and to join, with also saying that we are a distinctive people. There is something unique and special about this community of St. Matthew. 
what does it mean to have an identity as a people that's not watered down and anything goes, it really means something, but is inclusive rather than excluding. It needs to mean something to be a part of St. Matthew, but the goal isn't to keep others out, but have a clear sense of who we are. How do we do that? So often, we use location to define us. For example, we see ourselves as the people that meet in this building that I'm standing in, that are gathered right here throughout the week and on Sunday. But if we think that way, then now we're not that people. There is a memory of this gathering place and a hope for it to be a gathering place again, but it's not accessible to be gathered here right at this moment. So who are we if we're not gathered here? Still the most common answer that I get when I ask the question, who is St. Matthew? The answer still comes, we are the church next door to 7-Eleven. Still a location-based answer to who are we. But that's not a strong sense of mission, is it? of who God has called us to be, who God has gathered us to be as St. Matthew Lutheran Church, is it? Isn't there something more to the identity? In our first reading today, something similar is going on. The people of Israel have escaped from slavery in Egypt. They are free. They can do what they want, be who they want to be. Except that they're wandering in the wilderness looking for their promised land to settle in. They are not a people with a location. They are a wandering people. What holds them together? What makes them a people? What makes them distinctive? What identifies them as being part of that community? Thus far for them, most of what they have done with their freedom is to find reason to aggrieve one another and then complain about it. And so God gives Moses a vision of what this community is to be like in order to be a blessing to one another, for that community to lift one another up. But it's also a vision of being a community that is recognizably different from the rest of the world, and yet also a blessing to all other nations, just as God had promised to Abraham. That vision is a statement of identity that is not tied down to location, but instead a way of living that marks the people as being gathered as a distinct people, no matter where they might be. Now, of course, we know this vision statement, this mark of identity, as the Ten Commandments. Too often, though, we see it as a set of rules, when more than that, it's really a way of being identifiable as God's people that's not tied down in one spot, but rather it's a way of being that marks you as God's people. In living the commandments, one can be identified as part of that community wherever you may be. And from here, we actually find something of a divide or different strands within the scriptures on ways of thinking about identity. Because you have this one one strand, particularly once they get to the promised land and settle there, we have this strand that focuses on place. That central to being God's people is the land that God has given them, that God is to be found not just in that land, but dwelling in the temple in the midst of that land. But there's this other strand, 
particularly among the prophets, but in other places too, that being God's people is more about a way of life. It is to be found in living out God's righteousness, seeking justice and care for the marginal, being a people of blessing to others. The two aren't always mutually exclusive, but they are certainly distinct ways of thinking about what is primary in being identified as God's people. And that brings us to the gospel reading for today, to Jesus in the temple with animal sellers and money changers. Now, this is an incident that's told in all of the gospels, but each focuses on a different aspect of it. And today we're reading John's account. And John doesn't seem to be nearly as concerned about the incident itself, Jesus' actions, as he is with the conversation that follows. What authority does Jesus have to do this, to do these things in the temple? And when asked, Jesus says, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Now that doesn't make any sense, the answer to the question, what authority do you have? If you think of the temple as a physical location. But that's not what Jesus means. He is saying that, yes, indeed, God is located in the temple. There is a locus to where God is at. But that he, Jesus, is that temple. The location of God is not static. It is found in Christ. So wherever Christ is, God is there. And so to be God's people would mean to follow Christ, to be his disciples, to follow the way of life of Christ, because when you do that, you are in the presence of Christ, you are in the presence of God. So Jesus is bringing the two streams of thought together. To be God's people is not about a particular location, but being centered on God. To be centered on God, one must become a disciple of Jesus, where God is found living in the way that Jesus shows. To be gathered as God's people is a way of living, and in that way of living, God becomes known as being present. And so for us, to be gathered as God's people means to be gathered around Christ. Now, where do we find Christ? Well, this is what makes the community of St. Matthew different from, say, a social club. We are foremost gathered around this presence of Christ. And certainly, we see Christ here in this physical space that I am in, gathered in this place, particularly as we celebrate the sacraments together as we will today. But Christ is present. He said, where two or three are gathered, I am there. And so as we connect with one another, as we live out Christ's vision of discipleship, Christ becomes present to us there too. And so we become the community of St. Matthew in that space as well. So the chief way that we are gathered is not physically. We are above all gathered in being formed together as disciples of Christ. However we can do that, through Zoom, through virtual means, through physical contact, contact, all of these different ways. So to be Christ's people is to be transformed by knowing Christ. And Christ sent his disciples not just to stay together, but he sent them into the world to bring healing, to bring hope, to bind the wounds of the world and make the presence of God known. 
And so wherever we are, that is the identity we carry with us. When we are gathered, we are gathered in order to be sent out. This space that I'm standing in is a helpful way station, a refueling platform, a place to hear and know and see Christ again so that as we are out and about doing the work of being disciples, we can see Christ in the world. The physical place is not the most important part of the community of St. Matthew. It is the presence of Christ. It is the presence of Christ calling us and sending us. We are a community that is transformed by the presence of Christ so that we can be a blessing to others, so that we can include others and make our welcome to all truly be to all without losing the sense that we are indeed transformed into something different from the world around us. And that's true no matter where we are physically located. Who are we? the people of God gathered as St. Matthew Lutheran Church? How do we identify ourselves? What does it mean to be part of this community? We are people called. We are people sent by Christ into the world in his name. We can talk about the, the details beyond that. That's a big question, a powerful identity question, but the central piece is that we are called and we are sent, gathered and scattered in Christ's name. So here's the church, and here's the steeple. We reach out our hands to bless other people. Thanks be to God. Amen. sculptor of the mountains, God the miller of the sound, God the jeweler of the heavens, God the potter of the mind, you are womb of all creation. Lead us now. 
present every moment. We are searching, meet us now. Let us join together in confessing our faith using the words of the Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Relying on the promises of God, we pray boldly for the church, the world, and all in need. We pray that in this season of Lent, we may quiet our hearts and open our senses to the ways that God acts in our lives and the ways that God calls us forth to act in response. We give thanks for those who respond to the call to love by giving of their lives in the service of others. We lift up those who are lonely and isolated and need to feel God's action in their lives more fully. We pray for this scattered church that it may be held together in Christ's love until we can return to our common life in physical form. In all of these things, we look to the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts and lives, that we may be moved to act in faith. There is no God before you. Purify the faith of your church, that your people place their trust in nothing beside you. Your name is holy. Guide your church that in every situation, your people's words and actions honor your name. Hear us, O God. Your, your mercy, mercy is, is great. great. The heavens declare your glory. Renew your creation. Provide leaders in the struggle for clean air and water. Protect creatures and crops that rely on healthy ecosystems. Give all people the willingness to repent when our way of life pollutes the skies and earth. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. Your foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. Fill leaders with the foolishness of your peace and your mercy. Your law defends the vulnerable. Work through legislatures, judicial systems, and systems of law enforcement to protect the well-being and freedom of all. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. For those who are lonely, isolated, or homebound, we pray for all of those who need to sense your presence with them, especially Nancy Beth, Dallas, Marge, Karen, Paul, John, Janet, Avis, Alexis, Dave, Chris, Elise, Patricia, and Willie. Hear us, O oh God. 
Your mercy is great. Your weakness is stronger than human strength. Protect those who are vulnerable and give courage to all who are suffering, especially Mike, Denise, Skip, Tom, Anita, Susan, and Laura. Defend victims of crime and bring redemption to those who have harmed others. Give Sabbath rest to all who labor. Hear us, O God. Your mercy is great. You call us to proclaim Christ crucified. Give clarity to this congregation and our leaders so that we might follow Christ beyond our own habits and comfort. Clear out anything in our life that would obscure the gospel and that serves our own interests. Strengthen this congregation's ministries of care and concern as we pray especially for Beth, Ray and Carla, Mark, Kimberly, Oliver and Piper, Kevin, Ellie and Paul, Rick and Ursula. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. The cross of Christ is your power for all who are being saved. Thank you for all the martyrs whose witness reveals the power of the cross. Give us the same trust in life and in death. Hear us, O oh God. Your mercy is great. We entrust ourselves and all our prayers to you, O faithful God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. Let us share signs of that peace. And God's peace to you. Once again, good morning and welcome to worship live stream from St. Matthew Lutheran Church. We thank you for joining us today and hope you'll continue to do so. Today, as Pastor said, is the first Sunday of the month, which means immediately following this service, we'll be distributing the sacrament of Holy Communion using the drive-through method. Enter the main driveway, stop, provide your name, then continue around to the exit side. And Midweek, join Pastor Eric and Cantor Dave on Wednesday evening for Lenten worship service via Zoom at 7.30 p.m. This continues through March 24th. Next Sunday is the first of two adult forums this month. Cantor Dave will facilitate sharing hymns related to how God overcomes fear, which is our Lenten theme for that week. Then on March 21st, the Green Team will present a real-life environmental superhero and some of you may recognize this person sounds like fun also the month of march is when the congregation has the opportunity to petition the memorial fund for distributions from the three categories listed in the march messenger on page seven submissions are due by march 31st contact the office for a submission form and mark your calendars for saturday evening March 20th, 7 p.m., the Fellowship and Congregation Care Ministry is hosting a Getting On Your Irish event via Zoom, so keep a lookout for more on that. 
Then, the following Saturday morning, March 27th, the following week, Saturday morning, at 10 a.m., you're invited to gather in the parking lot for a blessing and distribution of palms this year. And looking ahead to April, mark your calendars to join the Zoom event facilitated by our green team as they present a very special lesson to our Sunday school families. That's April 25th at 11.15. So mark your calendars for that. And guess what, folks? Next Sunday, next Saturday night, as Daylight Saving Time returns, you get the opportunity to spring your clocks forward one hour so you won't be late for church. Thank you. Let us pray. God of mercy and grace, the eyes of all wait upon you, and you open your hand in blessing. Fill us with your spirit that we may share of the good that you have given us and have come to help to the help of all in need. Through Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord. Amen. Amen. And now let us pray. Holy One, the beginning and the end, the giver of life. Blessed are you for the birth of creation. Blessed are you in the darkness and in the light. Blessed are you for your promise to the people. Blessed are you in the prophet's hopes and dreams. Blessed are you for Mary's openness to your will. Blessed are you for your son Jesus, the word made flesh. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. With this bread and with this cup, we remember your word dwelling among us, full of grace and truth. We remember our new birth in his death and resurrection. We look with hope for his coming. All praise and glory are yours, Holy One of Israel, word of God incarnate, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Come, taste and see that the Lord is good. And now receive the benediction.
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.